Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, episode 759. How Ooh, are you? Oh, wait, yeah. one more day till Halloween, Sarah. Oh, oh my God, it's my favorite time of year. You've been we understated, though, this really year. Cool. It, I, I have been understated. You know why? Because mm-hmm. there have been a lot of like family celebrations. We just had Emmy and Elizabeth's wedding. So wonderful. So it feels like not like that doesn't feel spooky. It feels like adorable and lovey-dovey. So, right. you know, but mm-hmm. there is going to be spooky stuff happening tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are going to something called the magic of the jack-o'-lantern, which is <laughs> where like thousands of carved jack-o'-lanterns all along the botanical gardens. Like you go on a walk Ooh. and they have it all like decorated with all of these carved pumpkins and light show and stuff like that. That's it's really spooky. cute. And that probably, I would imagine, a fog machine. Yes. Good. I yeah, love I a I fog I get machine. one of those. Yeah, we have one. I'm busting it out for our candy club meeting. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, it's gonna be my God. <laughs> With the red bat. I need, I need to do that. Yes. I need, I need, I need that. I need Where, to be go here. Go to Spirit. They have them at Spirit. Write it. Put it. <laughs> This is going on. Get ready. Get ready, guys. It's going to be a good one. I mean, wasn't it a good one? Because it already happened. Right. I mean, it's everybody loves a fog machine. Fog machine. Crowd pleaser. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't have the danger of dry ice. Yes. Because that fucking freaks me out. Yeah. Bad things happen with kids and dry ice, especially. Yeah. I don't want to. I definitely picked up anytime there was a parent. That showed uh, uh, a heightened amount of concern over our safety for <laughs> anything. I picked that up and and yeah. like internalized that and, and and took that message. And now Good. I like I see everything as an AWH. It's like <laughs> no, don't touch that. No, nope, you're don't go right. Here. Nope. If you stick your head out the window, you will get decapitated. Like all that stuff. Like everything <laughs> is an AWH. That's yes. the thing. Fucking everything. I don't oh, know how we're all alive. I don't Susie, know how we've made it this far. I don't either. At the Not wedding table well. rehearsal dinner, I damn near choked on an onion. How, an like onion? There was that moment where I, I was making no noise. And people were like, Sarah, Sarah. And I had, I had to think to myself, would I like to either make the <sighs> disgusting hawking noise right. at the family rehearsal fancy <laughs> dinner, sit yeah. down, Option or... One. Option one, or die. Right. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. I don't either. So I was like, which one will cause, cause less of a scene right now? Like the Heimlich maneuver or that terrible noise that I'm going to have to make. I did go with terrible noise oh and God. it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But was there it was, like a the, cocktail onion or something? No, it was a, a piece of an onion because it was curved. I, I didn't chew my food well enough and it got caught <laughs> like under my uvula or something. And I was, so I was like trying to breathe. It was like caught because it was like curved, you know, like how onions are rolling around like that. Oh and I was my like, God. Oh. And then I went <coughs> and coughed it up in my hand and oh then just like God. put it on the floor. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else to do with the onion that I just caught. <laughs> I'm glad there was no oh. Heimlich involved. Yeah. So that was, that was my fun. I, I don't even know what got me on this. Wow. Oh, well, th- about life being be dangerous. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Amen. Grab the international again. symbol for I'm choking is two fingers on the throat. <gasps> oh, this is very good to know. <laughs> It doesn't seem urgent enough. It though. doesn't. Two fingers is like the golf so clap elegant. of, of, of yeah. death warnings, like I'm flagging somebody down. Yeah, right. Like, no, I'm gonna need like something a little more dramatic yeah. than that. Exactly. Because choking and drowning are shockingly quiet. Yes. Things yeah. People don't happen. really like flail around as much as you no, think they, they would when they're drowning. Sink. Just yeah. <laughs> they see little sink bubbles like a coming stone. up. Oh, Especially God. little kids. They just sort of go under. Oh, my God. Sue, is this terrible? Now this just became a Halloween episode. <laughs> Creepy. Well, anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Hope Halloween. you have a very safe holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Check your candy for razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, so you had a good Anywho's. weekend. The flowers yes. looked beautiful. I oh, saw them on your you. Insta so story. So fun. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Remember in the 80s when baby's breath had a real moment oh in God. floral arranging? And carnations. Yeah. Who was behind this? I do not know. Which in my mind, I was like, carnations are cheap flowers, right? No. Yeah. They are not. Shut up. 
Not when Why you buy, were they like, such a bargain? Then? I don't know. They were, right? Bar- I think like, they still and baby's are. breath. Baby's breath, I, I will say, dry does look nice. I, I'm for this. I know. Bring it back. Yeah. All the make 80s it, stuff. Let's yeah, go make, big. Make it a comeback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's jump right in, shall we? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I wanted to tell you where I forget that we watched the first episode of... Um, British Bake Off, and uh, it yes. is definitely just you and Eli that think that there is uh, loud too chewing. much chewing. Yeah, uh, it 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 was like the first and second episode, and then it's not. I don't notice it anymore because okay. now we're on like episode four, and I'm not noticing it. <laughs> I think I think it, was it Eli maybe, maybe like noticed and mentioned scene. it. Okay, what if this this happens? This has happened on our show before. Yeah. There was some weird, like, um, editing issue with some, one of, like, the audio tracks yeah. as they they. But only you it. could hear it and I could No, but, like, then oh. it was fixed. Oh, oh, yes. You know, maybe. they've done that with mm-hmm. the challenge before where I've heard a version where I was like, this is yeah, weird. Maybe. There's no background music. And okay. then next time I see it, there is background music. That's possible. Okay. But when I, like by the time I watched noticeable. it. I was like, what the fuck? How come they're chewing so loud? How come there's no background music? We did notice the tea slurping was gross. Okay. So maybe, maybe I sensed it in that scene. They were very loud about their tea drinking. Okay. I did not, I'm going to have to pay attention to so this. Either yeah. way, tea, <laughs> drinking or chewing, both of us are noticing too much noise with well, the we consumption were really, of... We were paying attention, though, because you had alerted I us. I had alerted us. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you liking this season? What do you think? Oh, New host? Great. Yeah. I, I'm happy host, with it. Yeah. 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 It's always a pleasure when it comes back. It's always. Best. My seasonal yeah. antidepressants is what I call them. Yeah, it's always just like, oh, it's like an old friend, you know? Yeah, yeah, the best. Okay, now, now for real, get into my stuff. Um, did you see, maybe you did because it's like local to you, that there, it was one of those green funeral homes in Colorado, and they were just like keeping the bodies there and like not disposing of them. They oh, found 189 God. bodies decomposing. At a ah. quote-unquote green funeral home. This no. really is a spooky episode already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my god! I wish I had spooky music. Yeah. I should do, like, wait, what if I did? They found bodies. Ooh. Do spooky like that. Spooky. What do you mean? Oh, okay. Spooky. Ah! <laughs> that was so fun. Yes. Spooky. Yeah, so... You know how we've talked previously about these funeral homes that are like marketing to this group of people that want to be like very environmentally conscious and be just yeah. like throw their bodies organically and, buried yeah. and and return yeah. to the earth is blah blah blah. Yeah, they don't do any. But this is really or just like we're just throwing them in the backyard <laughs> yeah. and hoping yes. for the best. Yeah, and they're not even burying them; they're just hanging out at this building. That is disgusting. At this building? Okay, in my mind, I had it like there was like a cute little cabin in the woods somewhere, and there was like, I don't know, bodies in the background, but they were no, like getting eaten like by like wildlife mall. and grown into mushrooms and cool shit. No, <laughs> this is nice. like a strip this mall, and they're just disposing of bodies. Ew, that's just a mass grave. Yes! That that's is so gross. fucking nasty. This is and not what think- those people had in mind, I'm sure. How did they did find they- out about this? The smell. (gasps) (laughs) That's why I don't understand how they think they're going to get away with it. I'm going to puke. What is your end game here, Green Funeral Home? Have you ever kept, like, thrown away a package of chicken, like, when you're cooking chicken or something, and you leave that in the garbage can for, like, a day or two? That Nasty. is the packaging with just a little chicken juice in there. Just some juice. Imagine what the juice of an entire body, let alone 160-something, would be smelling like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and I suspect God. a lot of these green ones are going to be like that. Not because the, the environmentalism is a problem, but because you can exploit people who are wanting that. 
And when uh, when you say green, yeah, all people listening right now, yeah, when Susie says green, aren't you picturing actual like greenery, like green stuff, like plants, like a green burial, like it involves nature somehow? Mm. That is such a bait and switch. Yeah, basically That's all they're like doing the, is not using chemicals and then oh. providing like a decompostable casket. Well, mm. supposedly, apparently Suppo- not. Right, not here. No, they they just kept that money. I do think we have a big problem with how we dispose of bodies. I don't know. It you just mean feels humans like, or just like yeah. America or like I, I, I understand you, you like, want, there should be a better way, kind of. I think eventually you gotta, we're going to run out of space, right? I, it sure seems that way. Every time I drive past a cemetery, I'm like, I don't think we thought this through. Uh, same. I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing the math over here, and uh, the math ain't mathin'. It's mainly the stones that are the problem because everything underneath eventually would probably decompose, right? Yeah, right. It's that darn it's stone like, taking up so much space. It does seem like we need natural, like, like we what, need, like a landfill. The, the motion that I'm you're essentially doing. like, yes, I'm essentially <laughs> like motioning that we need mass graves exactly what this thing is offering <laughs> right like, yeah you know just like big things to dump them in and then like something eats up all the, the dead bodies oh i know it's no. tricky though because people you know it's important the ritual and you know yeah yeah how we i treat love our that. dead but there it is does, there are some logistical problems if yeah. this is giving you nausea may i suggest a relief band can I tell you a funny story? There was a woman who was standing next to me at the wedding who was complaining about how she there was a windy road and she's going to get car sickness. And I lean over and I go, you know what? I have an amazing <laughs> cure for that. And I just didn't even tell her about the code. So you guys are all lucky. But I just straight up was like, I used to get car sickness so bad. And I yeah. tested it by reading in the car. This stuff is amazing. Or this thing. This little yeah. tool. It's I keep it in my first aid kit. Yeah, everybody should. Everybody needs this in their kit for whether you are hungover, you have a migraine, just uh, motion sickness, like on a boat, car sick. Um, what did I did I say? Morning sick, morning yeah, sickness. Maybe, but we'll say it, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning it again. Yeah, because for real, if I had known about this when I was preggers, this would have been uh, required. Anyway, it's just a little band you wear on your wrist, and I don't know how it does it, but it's natural. It's fast acting. It will last as long as you need it, and it's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and has zero side effects. So, amazing. come on. I don't know. It's amazing. So, if you always have a flashlight on hand for a blackout or a first aid kit on hand for emergencies, then you need a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Brain Candy listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code CANDY, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So, head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D. Dot com and use our promo code CANDY for 20% off plus free shipping. It's amazing. Yeah, love it. All right, so that's about it about the dead bodies. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to alert you since it was so close to home, you know? Yeah, that's That crazy. could have been the one you used if you signed up for like, you know, when you ever, right. when you pass away. You know, gosh. It happens to everyone, Sarah. I get it. <laughs> just don't throw me in the mass grave. Yeah, there is a haunted house around here that claims to be, uh, well, it's land that every year around Halloween gets turned into this like haunted maze. Mm -hmm. And when you walk through, there's like the story of the land that it's on, like on the wall that you could read. And originally it was uh, like a bunch of weird stuff happened. There was a plane crash and you could still see the, the plane, like they left the the oh, remnants man. of the plane there. And then uh, they have this whole story about it. It's like one of the original locations of one of those body farms where they were like researching how bodies were decomposing, like Jeez. for science and for like, I don't know, crimes and stuff like that. And then the land was bought and that by somebody who, I don't know, probably likes spooky stuff and turned into a Halloween maze. Ooh, creepy. But Dang. I don't even know if, uh, how much of that tr- is true, but there really is a, pil- a plane crash over there. And you think it's a legit plane crash? I don't, I don't know. Uh-uh. Now you're having doubts. 
Everything I mean, feels like a lie ever since you found out about the green funeral home. Yeah, not even green. Cement, <laughs> big old bucket of bodies. Oh, God, a bucket is so gross. Okay. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> My sister, Gretchen, always alerts me to the most fascinating documentaries. And the most recent one that she did was called Second Chance. And... It was on Hulu, but through Showtime. Okay. And um, it was about the guy who invented the, you know, bulletproof vest. Like the, you know, modern day bulletproof vest that all the police use and all that. And um, I thought it was a woman who invented Kevlar. Are these two different things? Wow. No, they talked about Kevlar. Um, That may have been like a later fabric. Okay. I think there have been stages of what oh, yes. has been used, and then they they eventually had a much thinner one. But yeah. that might have been the one that ended up being a problem because the Ooh. documentary talked about how, like, they came out with this super lightweight one, and I think that was the name of the brand. And then it was like, oopsie, Uh-oh. like the bullets could penetrate it. They didn't always, but it sometimes they did. Oh God. Okay. So this guy, he's real quirky and he (laughs) claims to have been in this like stick them up, hold up situation that like inspired him to solve the problem. I don't even know if it's true. Stick them up, hold up. Like (laughs) I just like, it's like, like the old draw partner. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so he wanted to solve the problem of if you're shot. And so he did this, but whatever. But he wanted to test them all. And so he sh- he shot himself 190 okay. times okay. or something. This seems like, <laughs> like this. Like, no! Right? Yeah, like he holds the gun and points it into his stomach while he's <gasps> wearing this vest to prove that it's effective. Uh, mm. It's cuckoo crazy. Inventors of stuff are often weird. Yes. Why is that? Tell me. I don't you always know. have a theory. I don't have like, one for this. Maybe like I you, guess, your mind is open to so many different ideas, so yeah. your mind is also so open to so many different <laughs> ideas. <laughs> that is so true. Like yeah. the inventor of Vaseline ate like a tablespoon of Vaseline every day. No. Yeah. Right. It was on Jeopardy once, that question. Okay. And it's like they want to prove that it's like a great product. That's yeah, what he was believe. doing. They believe they get like like locked into like <laughs> my invention is like the cure-all. It's like yeah. buying their own like snake exactly. oil. Exactly. That is exactly what happened with this guy where it's it's like you're saying. It's hard to know like what came first. Yeah. Whether, whatever. But he got very... Um, invested in this narrative and the mythology of this vest. And they, <laughs> I'm sorry, it sounds like a joke. I do, I, I do understand this is a serious story, but well, but it is absurd when you watch even the trailer. It's like, what is happening here? Because they would make these like videos to um, present to police as a way of saying, like, you all need to buy this vest. Yeah. yeah. So they're essentially sales videos, but they would like um, almost like a recreate like yes. what could happen. <laughs> Re- dramatic reenactment. Yes. That. And the, I can imagine those guys like, oh, get get all the ground. Like, like basically want to be cops. Totally. Acting out or military guys acting out their fantasies. Yeah. Okay. But then I it, see what this is. So then all these police departments are like, well, we got to get these vests. And then. They didn't directly say it, but there there was this implicit idea that th- these types of videos, which are trying to sell a product, almost work as propaganda that makes the police force think they're under threat all the time. And then that can oh, influence... Like, in the same way that, that uh, they say, like, alarm systems on your house make you feel like you're going to get broken into all the time. Of like, yeah. just having that, like, we're constantly monitoring your house. You know, that, like... Yeah. That commercially is ADDT or whatever, mm-hmm. like that shit. Yeah. It's like, and, so and then I found out like idea. people, they, I think we read another article or talked on the show before about the, uh, uh, 
it increases your likelihood of getting broken into if you have one of those signs out in front of your house because then people who are aware of how to bypass those different security systems are like, oh, great. Thank you for advertising which one I need to use, what I need to use to get in here. Wow. I did not remember that. And I always think I, yeah, about how sure like on, um, on here about this. If you go on eBay, you can just buy like um, an yep. ADT sign. Yeah. Well, that's like doubly bad. Right. Now you have no protection. <laughs> and they're and like, those you're... guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're I just like, like, like even what are they going to steal at my house? My Buzz Lightyear action figure? <laughs> well, so what are they coming for? You're not worried about being burgled. Not one little bit. That's great. I'm glad never you don't worry live in about burglary. No, I mean I do of other things all the time. <laughs> Just not that. Just like <laughs> constantly. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not afraid of, and that is my cats hating their cat food. Oh, because I know we're talking about some some bird, delicious bird here. Yeah, what is ground the, what is... and smooth bird and smooth other bird. bird, other bird. <laughs> yeah, smallest cat food. You know, I love it because my cats love it and they're so happy. And I've told you this before, but I swear that they love me more. There's a lot more snuggling. That's true. Cuddling, like nestling. If you all of a sudden started feeding me delicious treats all the time and went from feeding me like disgusting, dry, like. Yeah, right. You know. Sawdust. Right. Practically. To hear some delicious. Small. Human grade food. You said it. They're, they're I'm giving cool. you smooches. I'm telling you, this stuff is awesome. It is great because it does not smell like all the other wet cat foods that you've, I'm sure, experienced, and they're hideous. Um, and they donate to the Humane Society, which we love. And you can add on to your um, order if you would like to add to their donation. But it's just great. You can skip your shipments, change how often you need them, whatever. It just comes right to your door and your cats will love it. Is your cat food giving back to cats in need? Smalls is. So if you want to give Smalls a try and ditch kibble forever, head to smalls.com slash brain candy and use promo code brain candy at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use our code brain candy for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code brain candy for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. And if you don't have a cat, you should get one because they're great. I, I think I'm going too soon. I know. What are you waiting for? W- waiting for uh, n- nothing, I think. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Maybe 2024, year of the cat. Yes. I don't actually know if it is, but yeah. for you it could be. Yeah. Mango <laughs> and, and something. Maybe? Oh, you're getting two cats? Oh, come on. You can't just get one. That's cool. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean. That's cool. No, they do they love like, the, yeah, they love to play. They need to, I'm going to get like, like siblings. Okay, great. You know, maybe like twins little, or like, yeah, yeah, like from the same I mean, litter. I think, aren't they all kind of twins? That's so true. When their brother, like they came from the same litter. I know. They, <laughs> right. Yeah, they are. That's a good right. point. And they, triplets, they're like quadruplets or, or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anywho. So that, that documentary is super wild. And then when they, that new fabric came out and then it was like, not great and people oh. died you know and he like can't admit that they should oh, have goodness. done things differently yeah you know yeah well that's like getting that stuck you know like fixing right. your idea and like and things existing in a vacuum where you like can't see out outside perspective or yeah it's wild anyway okay so that's fun and unusual um what do you think of the Britney Spears memoir. Situation. Oh, I was going to talk about this. Yes, this is this. Oh, is, we can save it. No, no, what? we're talking about it right now. Like, I'm. I need to talk about this. It's like yeah. what I wrote down. Like, talk to Susie about documentary or memoir. Uh, I think it's. Imp- I, I of course haven't read. I've only heard like bits sure. and pieces about it, and like Justin Timberlake's reaction, and you know, <laughs> Jessica Biel being what was like, his "We're reaction? in the past." In the past. Uh, In a way, kind of like it felt kind of like playing dumb or dismissive or or like let's just skip over it of like mm. almost like the it was in the past and we were both young kind of thing. Hmm. And how can you bemoan how you're always under the microscope and that 
the paparazzi and, and the pressure of fame, but then you do the same thing to another celebrity by yeah. exposing them. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like not great. Or do you want, do you think maybe it's like she has, is finally getting the opportunity to be the one on the dishing. And, and yes, I get that sound like the age that she was when a lot of this was happening. She seems maybe there's a little bit of her that's like mentally still has a, no doubt about that. Yeah. Gotten past those moments or healed. And yeah, I mean, even just the exclamation points and the emojis in her oh. captions, like on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I like, thought you meant in her oh, book. And I was no, because like, no. I hope, no. I hope so, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it, but I'm just like, ma'am, it's Man, they should too many emojis. Celebrities who are doing book like books like that, right with emojis <laughs> and oh, please just give them free reign. Make that happen. Publishing companies. Jessica Simpson's hers would have been better. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the only way it could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is because I read this piece about how the free Britney movement, you know, mm-hmm. whenever she was let out of the conservatorship, I, they sort of expected uh, this, you know, was this transformation. On the, in the Atlantic that you read? This? Maybe. Yeah. I think I, or, I think I like, started this as well it might have been vulture i'm not sure yeah but and then who isn't that didn't happen yeah right there's a lot of think pieces right (laughs) (laughs) but then that didn't happen she was still seemingly unwell maybe or yeah whatever yeah Um, dancing with the plastic knives but uh yeah but then they are still doing that like they're still analyzing all of her posts and some people call the cops and want to do like a wellness check and yeah. stuff. I think it's more like free Britney as in leave her the heck alone. Like mm-hmm. free her from the conservatorship, but also from the scrutiny and yeah. and judgment speculation. and speculation. And if she wants to be a cuckoo crazy lady, then let her be a cuckoo crazy lady. She's you just she like wants settling. To be? She does. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. She wants to be. You mm-hmm. don't dance like like that with knives if you don't want, if you're on a little. You cookie. do if you're unwell, right? Yeah, so then but it's like, not a want. The line? <laughs> That's so true. Really? Come on. So Who doesn't yeah. have a quirky aunt or somebody who's like? I mean, I I I definitely. Are you a little bit have- jealous? Like what, a you're, quirky Aunt Brittany? Yeah, like when you're talking about it, I feel like part of you is like, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dance bit. with knives, but I definitely get like the quirky, like, you know, just not like, giving an F. Kind yeah, of and, yeah. And <laughs> I could just, I think she, I don't want to diagnose people, but she probably has like histrionic personality disorder. It's like a little. <laughs> you say it all like, like it's no big whoop. I mean, she's like, who doesn't cuckoo and and <laughs> and 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 wants to dance and and be crazy and yeah, she loves dancing and impulsive and maybe a little like, you know, wear some funky clothes and and get some attention and mm-hmm. okay. Get after yeah. it. If she did, if she weren't Britney Spears, she's a regular lady. This would not be a big deal. This would be like your crazy neighbor down the street. That's right. Well, but that's the thing, though, because it's not just that she's a celebrity and and acts like this. It's because she didn't always. And so, like, I think people are wanting yeah, explanation. How mental health works. But that's hard for people to understand. Like a lot of these these things don't or even behavior changes don't present themselves until, uh, you know, late twenties. Let me ask you this about that. that. Actually, cause earlier. that's, it's really hard to conceive of that if you okay. have never experienced it. So yeah. like with Amanda Bynes, similar where yes. she was so with it. Like when she was yeah. a kid, she had amazing, um, comedic timing. She was like yeah. very in on the joke and then it changed. Yeah. And same with Brittany. So it's like, did they know that they're different 
than they were, do you think? I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. I think I think those same you know when we read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, and we talked it talked about the effects of psilocybin on people who already have schizophrenia and how mm-hmm. it can be or, or people who are already predisposed to schizophrenia and how it could trigger that because they already have a mm, wiring for having a brain that is more open to question mark. I don't know what the hell open to who knows, Lord knows what, whether it's different spirituality, brain working or ideas or open to like, like more parts of the brain, like firing at one time or like not whatever it is. And how, like I could imagine if you had a house where you just left the front door wide open, maybe for the first six months or so, or maybe for the first however long the front door was open, nobody would come in or maybe just a few animals and bugs would come in and it would be like, I don't know, kind of cool or, or weird or like interesting. Open air. Open air, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then after a little while, <laughs> maybe some other weird things start getting in there and now you like... Squatters. You know, it's not just like right away they all rush in. <clears throat> okay. I've even used like like a... a, a an analogy or metaphor or whatever that I like to use with clients, and this isn't about mental illness. I mean, it, you could use it like this, but this is about just like maybe the coping strategies that we develop when we're kids or the things that we uh, uh, use to function in this world. It's kind of like when you go to Home Depot and you buy a house plant. And when you first buy a houseplant, it's like super full and lush and you could do nothing to that houseplant. Maybe just like water it here and there, but like not change its soil, not, you know, give it yeah. fertilizer and yeah. it'll look good for like a long time, like maybe like a whole season. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where you start, you have another houseplant that maybe you has like. You've been changing the soil, taking better care of, has better resources, blah, blah, blah. There isn't like something in the soil that's that's a problem. <laughs> you don't see those things until down the road. Mm-hmm. Then after like not maintaining, that's when you, the leaves start falling off and it starts showing the signs of those things. So it feels of like... neglect and the problems. Yeah. 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 So I think uh- that's a little bit of this is like... A kind of a combination right. it, of those it might two seem like it's things. sudden but it's not it's not it, and yeah. it's just like you're starting to see the symptoms of this over time like i i guarantee oh. their behavioral things another example is jake lloyd the kid from star wars who played anakin skywalker who was i babysat mm-hmm. and was like jordan's one of jordan's best friends right yeah and then trouble yeah showed up um just to take a break about another kind of trouble that can crop up and you can get symptoms is stuff with, uh, your female parts or your womb as it were. And thanks to modern fertility, you can see those red flags and learn about what's going on for a lot cheaper and a lot easier. It is so important to have this information and, uh, especially like the different like the range of results that you get from this i feel like this is such a comprehensive test yeah. that shows so many different things it's not just like you know one little part of Mm-mm. you can learn about your hormones spec- yes if you have pcos or other red flags How if you want to know about you have. yeah which is really important. Those are like all di- all different tests sometimes if you do like... Yeah. You and know? normally if you went to a f- clinic or your doctor's office, it would cost hundreds and hundreds. Right. But this is 179 and you can go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy to get $20 off your test. You take it at home, send it off. In a few days, you get your results and you can consult about it. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, modernfertility.com slash brain candy. We love telehealth. We love 
remote stuff. Yes. So much easier. Oh, okay. So much easier. Love yeah, it. you're right. I'm seeing what you're saying. I guess it is very mysterious and I don't know what they perceive as having changed or if they do at all, mm. but from the outside, it's like pretty drastic. Okay. Moving on. Oh, I do think with a lot of these child stars, the same things that make them really good at being child stars Mm -hmm. are maybe some, not all the time, but often like the same symptoms of some of these. It's like the flip side of yes, whatever. Yes. Oh, Support, strong family, resources, people watching, and protecting these kids. I'm really worried about the YouTube, like, that generation of kids that were, like, forced Uh, to The YouTubers or the people watching? Oh. The the people on there, like, like, in the... Yes. That are, like, that is... We're going to just see more and more of these stories. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of documentaries about all that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, this next topic involves one of Sarah's um, professional, like, what's the word? Idols or whatever? Celebrities? Which is Robert Sapolsky. Yes! I knew you were going to say him. Very exciting. His new book out called (gasps) Determined. And what he determined is shocking. Tell me. Okay, he. So, if you're not familiar, this is oh, like a I heavy hitter this. in like the neuroscience and psychology and all those yes. overlapping worlds. And he became famous for the like survival stuff, right? Like, yeah, like why zebras don't get ulcers is a book yeah. he had that talked about. So he was really big on studying stress. Oh. Do you see that? Yes. Susie just is learning the new reaction thing that I, I guess it's happened on Zoom too. If you've gotten a new update on your Apple computer. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It now reads hand gestures and stuff that you make and it animates them. That was super weird, Sarah. Yeah. You did like a, a thumbs up. And so like th- it, it's, it's happened on Zoom when I'm like talking to clients too. And we're all like, what the heck? But I now, don't like why it. Isn't it. Thumbs down yeah. for that. Why isn't it working now? Yeah, right. I don't like mm. it. I know that. Thumbs down, Apple. Doesn't do it for me. Who knows? That's weird. I don't like. Okay. Anyway. Okay. He, yeah. He got, so he, he yeah he looked at yeah. stress and the effect. He looked. He was like watching uh, tr- troops of baboons and mm-hmm. uh, measuring like the stress and and how stress affects like social interactions and stuff like that hierarchy. Yeah, and now he basically is saying that he does not believe that humans have free will of any kind. Whoa. And so this is like, you know, provocative and controversial take to, he's saying, just to clarify, he's saying nothing anybody does is because they chose it. It's all predetermined and... By what? Biology? By everything. That you have no free will. Nothing you do is your choice. And so there's, you know, other neuroscientists and Hmm. philosophers and (laughs) scholars who are like, he is brilliant and he is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's both. Um, But he's he's saying this is what he believes after studying um, everything that goes on in the human behavior in the human body and the context of the world physics <gasps> that that's what he thinks that cuz they've yeah, they've I'm done these things this. where like even when you think like I'm going to pick up this can of of water right, right. that your brain has already started um right. deciding that before you're conscious right. of pre-contemplation that. right where it's like yeah. there's already a decision making process going on before you've even recognized that you are part of the decision making process yeah, and then he's yeah. taking that a step further and saying that like cuz some some people believe there's no there's um just like a limited range, but you do have some agency and you do have some 
yeah. whatever, but he's saying no, not zero. Like I, I, there's a part of me that wants to say I chose this sweater to wear today. Yeah. But I can see how you can make an argument like something like picking up a, you know, glass of water to drink isn't as much of a free will as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe saying like, is it not, it's not really free will because I don't know, the weather is my, my, uh, what I'm going to pick to wear based on the weather is already predetermined by past actions and my familiarity with the weather in the past and what I've worn and what's been comfortable. So already by just the temperature outside, my choices are then the range of choices, like smaller and then we can like narrow in what's clean that's smaller and then like what's like right in front of my i don't know vision that's smaller like so like now this like what am i going to wear today isn't everything in my closet it's really just like two sweaters this one or this one and so i maybe like i could see like if you kind of break that down how you could make that argument for everything but like i i i wonder if this is not just something that we've talked about before, which is how nothing anymore is nuanced and how people have to, in order to like make points on the internet or like get all of the sell a book. people sell a book and get everybody talking like we're doing right now and how all the neuroscientists are like, mm, you have to, you make ex- like these kind of extreme statements that then in the book will maybe be like further explained or rolled back or, or, I don't know. Well, some scholars, though, feel like even if your book and your um, data and your scholarship is nuanced and complex and not exactly as it sounds in that soundbite, that you still shouldn't be saying it because most people are definitely not smart enough to handle that appropriately. Oh, that's correct you know, shouldn't be told that like nothing they do is within their control because then, um, you know, cause the, the, the Washington post article that I read started by talking about how the way that the law works now is that like, if you have a seizure, when you're driving your car, you're not going to go to jail for murder. Right. And because we understand that you didn't have any control over that. Right. And so, oh, slippery, of, slippery slope here. Yeah. Yes. And oh. that's what Robert believes is that like anything you do, murder or otherwise, anything at all, you had no control over it. Oh, for Pete's sake. No. No. And I guess a lot of people would argue, well, perception is reality. So if we believe we're in, we have free will, then we ought to just. Wouldn't he like get caught that. cheating by his wife or something Honest like to that? God, is this, this sounds like, like an elaborate, this is like, like, yeah, this is like a, a, a listen, hear me out. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I couldn't this help myself. This is my myself. life's work. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. for science. I am esteemed. <laughs> it's for science. <sighs> so yeah, it's controversial. I look forward to reading the book though, yeah. because I'm sure there is a lot more to it, but even if he's right, it's sort of like, shut up, Robert. Yeah, I'm annoyed by that. I'm actually, mm-hmm. he's, he's, this is like one of those never meet your heroes things. And like, don't worry because I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do that every time. Spit takes Susie over here. <laughs> so what <laughs> I'm referring worry, to I is like, Susie like tried to get an interview with him. And I just tried to get him to wish like, you oh, happy birthday, sign oh, a book or whatever, right. sign a book, like something it wasn't really, even like, like any big deal. Right. Just like do this nice, you know, and in the article, it said how he went into this field because it, one night when he was a kid, he had this epiphany that God doesn't exist and we have no free will. Okay. So it seems like we have like confirmation okay. bias cooking here anyway, but okay. he also, it also said like, so then he became obsessed with this field and would like, f- like get, obsess about the heavy hitters and want to talk to them and meet them. And I'm thinking, well, then you should have signed the GD book, Robert. Yeah. yeah. And how many like yeah. women? She's not just any old look like me and Susie are <laughs> trying to be in this guy's fan club. Yeah. I would imagine not a lot. If I got mad at him though, he'd say, look, I had no free will over that. I, I just, 
never meet your heroes. Real convenient. Yeah. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to skeptically read this book. Yeah. Well, I won't be skeptical about Dipsy stories, though. No, now there's something that I know will always make me feel good. (laughs) Dipsy stories. If you would like to get your motor running or wind down, these stories got you covered. They are stories that a lot of them are erotic and romantic and wild. And then others are great for going to sleep. Remember when I talked about that train station analogy about how we have to get to first from like wound up to like being a person to then calm to then like Mm -hmm. turned on. This is like, do you want to go one stop on the train station or do you want to go two stops? Yeah. Do you want to spice things up or cool things down? Yeah. You just want to go to calm? We got you. You They got you. Pound Town, we, they got you too. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash brain candy. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash brain candy. Dipsystories.com slash brain candy. I mean, great for sexy stories or whatever mood you're in. Yes. Okie doke. What else? Um... Do you, this was weird. Maybe you can help me sort it out. It was an article about whether we can have olfactory mm-hmm. illusions. So like, oh, you know how you can have yeah. a visual Fancy, illusion. Yes, I think so. Oh. Okay. Well, but why? it was saying that what you're probably thinking of, they would call olfactory hallucinations where like there's not, you think you smell smoke, but there's no smoke. Something okay. like that. Yeah. But an yeah. illusion would be like when you're misperceiving a smell. Oh. Th- they say, okay, it, okay. say it's not possible. Mm. I was so confused by it though. Um, so I'm trying to think. Okay. Have you ever had one of those situations where you went to go eat a food or somebody said like, here, try this. And your expectation of the mm, flavor yeah. profile was so mm-hmm. wildly different than what it actually was. Like you thought something was going to be sweet and it was sour or vice versa. And it yeah. almost takes you a little while for your brain. You have to like, like yeah. chew it a little more mm-hmm. because you're like, what? Oh, I didn't. So, but that's in a way just like you're, I don't know already heading down one road and then it just changes direction but is it like that well that's the thing so this person said like if you see something incorrectly you have pretty you have a sense of it like you can you can see like you can look at an illusion and know it's an illusion yeah but that that's not possible with smell and it was saying like okay uh Okay, if you heard a sound, even yes. if it's not, you don't know where it's coming from, like you can, your ears will be like, oh, it's over there. Uh-huh. Whereas smell, like if you close your eyes and just smell, you have no idea where it's right. coming from. Right. And so like they were using that as evidence that you can't have an olfactory illusion. Huh. I was like, that you, I well, okay, so, so what I would imagine is that what it takes to stimulate the olfactory senses is the presence of an actual molecule or something. Like when we're smelling something, we're, we're not just like sniffing the air. Like you can measure that. You can see the particles that we're smelling. Like garbage smells different than cookies because of the particles that are in the air, right? I guess so. And so if the presence of particles aren't there, we can't stimulate maybe those that part of the brain that's sending the messages about the smell. Like you need the presence of smell, like the actual thing. Like in order to think you're smelling cookies, you need, I don't know, vanilla, whatever fucking particles are in the air that you yeah. smell and, and know it's cookies. Whereas with the vision stuff, you need to visually see something that looks like, I don't know, a monster, but is really a coat on a chair. The, all of the 
and then your brain goes, oh, wait, that's not what it really is. But if the, but if there the is particles a there, are there. in there, there is a there there, but it's not what, like, you can't misinterpret a smell because the particles aren't ever different. Hmm. But we can misinterpret something visually because our eyes are like, I, I, I do. I, this is, I'm having a hard time explaining this, but I kind of understand what they're saying. If, if this is in fact, how I, if, how I understand it is correct. Hmm. That I've never accidentally smelled cookies. I may think I smell something like far away and then I get closer to it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that is cookies. Or I get like a, a whiff of something in the air. I, th- I know I, what you're saying that like, it's not it's, just, um, a perception. There's actual molecules. Yeah. yeah. Right? But so maybe that is the explanation, but I don't think that she's very, I think it's a, she, I don't think she mm. was very good at explaining it either. Yeah. It got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to have to just take your word for it on that one. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that I, that's, that's in popular science. I, and sometimes it feels like the science isn't all there when it's not. Well, that's actually, I think the point is this person was like, we need more money for research and nobody uh-huh. wants to study it because look it's at like how not- confusing this is. Aren't you confused <laughs> reading this article? Me too. Give us money. Yeah. And they thought maybe after COVID when people were losing their smell and started to realize how important oh. smell is that it would help, but they're like, Nope, no more money. Just same as always. Oh yeah. That Which is- would suck. Because I do want to get to the bottom of it. I do too. It's very mysterious smell. It is. And I, I will say, I think that we would probably, like after I tell the story, we will have people who write in and say, oh, me too, me too. When I say like I've never like smelled cookies and they aren't there, I thought about that. I have definitely smelled my grandma and like specific smells like her perfume and stuff like that when she's not obviously not there she's been dead but for... that's what they said is a hallucination oh it's different cuz maybe i'm pulling up those memories which then are stimulating those like old areas of the like brain where i don't know memories yeah, and you're never going to smell garbage and a... think it's your grandma right interesting I would yeah, like to know more weird. on this. And yeah. that is, <laughs> uh, there's an art, there is a, a article that I'm going to talk about in our next episode about how everything we know about taste buds is wrong too. So oh, man. it seems like we need to go back to yeah, man. The, the old to work, people. drawing board with the senses over here. Okay. Do you want to hear the history of lipstick? Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Did it so. start with beetles? There were probably, yeah, there are beetles involved in this article for sure. Yeah, when I was um, in Peru, they crushed one up and rubbed it on my lips and it stayed on for like 48 hours. Really? Yeah. I was like, this shit is a, the best. Where wow. do I get more? Well, that sounds better than what, you know, is often in makeup, which is like toxic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it even said lipstick is the, um, cosmetic most likely to kill you. Oh, uh, <laughs> stop it. Oh, cause you're eating it so much. Yeah, and they used to put like, um, you know, certain poisons and stuff in there that were like supposed to be really great, but they didn't know. And, and I heard red is one of the smallest molecules, oh. col- like, uh, yeah, color wise. So it can absorb really well. That's why like everything stains red. Like it once it's in there, or like red hair coloring is so hard to get out. Hair coloring, hair color. Mm-hmm. That's the confusing yeah. food coloring. But I don't. I, I've no. I don't know if this is true. Did it? it I just heard this. That's Over I, time, it said they used sheep sweat, human saliva, and crocodile excrements. Stop Greeks, it! Greg, sheep yeah. sweat. How did they come up with that one? Yes, yeah, it. Wonder if it's like got a color to it. And what do they do? Run it on a little sheep treadmill first. <laughs> How are they? Well, they got those the sheep coats. I don't think it takes much. And just wring them out. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not, it seems like they would sweat a lot. They yeah, look but like, hot. then what? I don't know, Sarah. How are they collecting it? <sighs> no further questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. 
Okay, and then um, it said the Greeks regulated um, lipstick, and the 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 reason was they said that lipstick created a potential deception of men and the undermining oh. of class divides, which I love. Yes. Like men get so freaked out when women so have any power out. at all. Yes. Well, because so. it's really power over them. It's making them yeah. have a reaction that you've yeah. said this for a long time, that, that yeah. that's what men don't like is they don't like that somebody is causing, that they like are attracted. They're weak to, to yes. it. Yeah. yeah. That's why all men Dummies. hate Taylor Swift like that. Not all of them, right. but some do. It's yeah. like, okay, don't blame me. Right. And they just like red lips boner. because they're, that's your lips turn red and get flushed when you're sexually aroused. Right. And they also look similar to other lips. Correct. So. And they want those lips on something else. (laughs) Okay. Then it said the rise of the Roman Empire saw lipstick once again becoming chic. And even men used it to indicate their social standing for a time. And wealthy women. Um, And then, yeah, for a while the ingredients were like the poison stuff. Ugh. Then I, in the what's red that's poisonous? What were they? I, I, I guess they, they were using like okra, lead and like O C H R E okra. Oh, okra. Okay, okra. O- ochre, ochre. That, I thought just thought that was a cumber. A uh, cumber. No, I'm thinking of the color umber. I just thought that was a color, not an actual. Oh, right. It must be thing. some sort of. So weird. We think like, oh, if it's from like it's ground up rocks, it must be fine. But right. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. So they're not like ore. processing this at a chemical plant, you know. Mm-mm. Fucus plants. Then in the Middle Ages, it declined because a plainer and less less washed look went into fashion, which cracked me up because it was like the grunge period of that oh time. Oh, my God. Which <laughs> right? makes sense. Like, you know, maybe right before the Dark Ages. Like, it seems like they yeah. were like really goth Getting then. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> grungy uh the high middle ages women who made a they thought women who made a pact with the devil wore it which is fun and then in the 1700s uh when england imposed even harsher restrictions on makeup parliament passed legislation that made anything that altered a woman's appearance from wigs false teeth and high-heeled shoes among them grounds for having her marriage annulled or being tried for witchcraft what you yeah. put on a little lippy and you wear some high heels and you get tried for witchcraft right I, because it's so powerful and, and now it's like feel that isn't there some uh keep sweet and and be clean like something about like keeping a good appearance in the but it's yeah. like the opposite that there people are trying to use to you can't win control when women yeah you can't win yeah Oh, mm-hmm. you need to be like made up all the time and blah, blah. nope. In 20th century America, suffragettes used lipstick yeah. as an emblem of women's emancipation. And then um I'm just going to go with that one and just run, run it. Witchcraft the, and pussy power. Yeah. It says the common American recipe of crushed insects, beeswax, and olive oil produce lipstick with an unfortunate tendency to turn rancid several hours after the application. And it wasn't until 1938 when the U.S. passed the Food and Drug and Cosmetics Act that safety standards were introduced. No more could cosmetics include poisonous uh, substances. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. So there you go. That's the history of lipstick, uh, the abridged version. I wonder how I, I heard some stat about how much a woman eats in her lifetime on yeah, average. Yeah, I heard that too. It's, it's probably like an urban legend, tubes. isn't that? Book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll you know? That. Yes. Yeah, it's like yes. what, eight pounds or something? Yeah, or like I was like seven tubes of lipstick or something like that, which <sighs> when you think about it, I'm like, mm, oh, yeah. For sure. I know I For have. For sure. I mean, please. Right. Yeah. But. I don't know, man. I love it. Speaking of lipstick, I have a lipstick of yours that I was like cleaning out my makeup and it's a YSL lip stain. And I don't know why I just like hadn't opened it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe like I haven't thought there's like the right time to use this color. 
it is the most perfect red. It still works amazing. I put it on. I'm like, did we just find our forever look? <laughs> Watch this like discontinued. It is so good. And that stuff works. Um, not an ad, just something no, like shout out to ad. Susie it's for like, you know, giving me some good shit. It's, it's worth the, the money. That's it's good. So nice. You get what you pay for. Yeah, Thank you God. give me a good one. <laughs> That's very exciting. Um, all right, let's wind it down. Uh, happy Halloween. Yeah. Love it. We did talk about witches and dead bodies. Yes, we did. Body farms, just like fog sweating machines. Sheep. Um, yeah, yeah, sweating sheep. That sounds very Halloween-y. Yeah, it's gross. And bulletproof vests. I mean, yeah, this a is lot very. That's that's basically a horror episode. Yes, totally. Yeah, and Ooh. smell illusions. Ooh, illusions. <laughs> and uh, as always, if you want to use any of our codes, they're on thebraincatypodcast dot com because it helps us so much, and we love you. And you're our best friends. Thank you so and much for doing that. We'll see you next time, everybody. 